What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of Spaghetti Shootout. Gentlemen, the tables have turned. Well, not physically the table, but I'm on the other side of the table. Now, you might notice that Jim is curiously absent today. It's because he has traveled all the way to the NUCA conference, which stands for, it's the National Unicorn Conference of America. He showed me his collection one time, a lot of glitter. And uh, yeah, he's on the road. He's going to be there for a few days. So I think he's got a costume and everything. Across from me, we have <laughs> Mr. Ryan Muckenhern and new guest, Cody Doomer. Dumber. Your words, not mine. We all know Ryan, yada, yada, yada. Cody, tell the viewers uh, where you're at, what you're up to. Hello, I'm Cody. I'm the Vortex, Vortex Edge Experience Coordinator down at Vortex Edge. So if you come in and take a class, you'll be the first, or I'll be the first person that you see when you walk through the doors. And then I also manage the social media down there, now including the new TikTok for Vortex Edge. So go ahead and give that a check out. That sounds hot. Yeah, it's fire. I like that. All right, so we're in, we've done a few things. We got to uh, talk about the standings here, Ryan. Which I mean, I'll say you're doing rather good. We've got Ryan at uh, five and two. Mark, myself at three and five. Jimmy at zero and one. And uh, we don't know where Cody's at, but we're about to find out. Now, one thing we're going to find out today is what the meatball of the month is. But viewers should know that you could be a meatball too. So submit your questions. There's a few ways you can do that via the YouTube comments, social media in general, and vortexnation at vortexoptics.com. Now, a little more house cleaning here. We've got some comments from uh, last week's episode. So before we get into the questions, we're going to read a few comments here. Commander Chipmunk says, Fellas, I'm going to be totally honest. I look forward to these more than I look forward to payday. Absolutely love it. Thanks for all the laughs. I like these, but I'm, tr I'm trying to get paid. I've never been here, but I feel so honored. Well, hey, you're part of the team now. Russell Gavin, 1820. That knife almost ran off to wherever Mark's Yeti went. I think he's referring to my cup, Ryan, which you still have. This. Which is, in fact, my cup. More of a reminder than anything else. Uh, the quiet under... Oh, excuse me. Dr. Froghopper, 6711. The quiet underdog wins, just like I always do, by being singularly, unexpectedly brilliant. We think alike, Mark. Well, Doctor... I appreciate other brilliant people like yourself. John the Recoil Junkie, I'm officially inviting Jimmy to my house for tacos. So when Jim gets back from Ooh, Nuka, he's that's uh, fighting words there. got dinner waiting. Uh, a couple more here. I was supposed to pair these down to three. I didn't. Uh, Jim calls that my crippling indecision. Uh, yes, best series ever. And uh, 10 spaghettis. Last one, last but not least. A cameo with the Challenger all day. So, Cody, I'm going to need to uh, borrow your car later. Okay. Without further ado, shall we get to the questions? Cody, you are the guest. You can decide. You can be up first or you can defer. What would you like to do? I'm going to go second. I'm going to let Ryan answer first. He's deferred the kickoff. Okay. Uh, okay. Also, uh, MC Ryan showed me how to use this board earlier. Also, actually, I'm going to give Cody, he's going to start with a point for uh, bringing notes. Great. Somebody printed his notes for him. It doesn't, the it, it's the thought that counts. Right. Um, okay, question one. Is there a rule Ryan, do I, do I hit the, uh, when do I hit, okay, topic one. Are Ryan, you, this is to you. Now, you just, if you hit start. The best barrel length for an AR-15 is... Mm. Question mark. Yeah. Question mark. Are you ready? Party on, Greg. 
and begin. All right, so if we're looking at the best barrel length for an AR-15, I think we're gonna look at what uh, conventionally we're seeing ARs used most for these days, which I think is home defense, recreation, and tactical courses like those found at Vortex Edge, where you can find Cody. Um, and I would say arguably 16 inches. I think that's a, a, a super functional barrel length. Um, in the past, I had been a longer barrel length guy. I was shooting 24 and 20 inch guns. Um, when I started shooting multi-gun competitively, I, I pared down to an 18, ran that for a number of years. I thought it was wonderful. Here I thought I was taking advantage of some super secret ballistic sauce. Switched to a 16 inch gun. I had a more maneuverable firearm. It was faster, it was lighter, and I think I drove the rifle a little bit better. And, and so I'd, I'd have to say if I'm going to pick a barrel length for all uses, 16. You can, you can find some sort of ballistic advantage in a caliber swap just as well. Think six arc. Cody, what are you going with? That was a terrific answer, and I know he looked at my notes, so I'm going to have to remove these because I also agreed with 16, but I'm going to go one step further, 13.9. 13.9 is a great, fantastic length of a barrel. Like you said, operationally, you can run close quarter tactics class like the one that we offer at Vortex Edge, CQB. You should probably get another one for that plug. Uh, but it is phenomenal and it doesn't really affect the ballistics that much. I mean, speaking personally myself, as you spoke on yourself, I have taken a 13.9 out to 900 yards at our Vortex Edge long range class as well. It, does pretty well, and it does very well in close quarters, home defense, everything that you mentioned. Okay, can I ask a question on that? Did you need a tax stamp for that gun? No, I have a pistol brace. Oh, okay. Which I still have like 80 days left, so. Oh, so it sounds like you need a, an amendment to that 13.9. Well, this is America, Are so. you saying that he should have that? Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. The close race so far. We have Ryan at 14, Cody at 13. Cody, you guys both did really well. You got some points there for those shameless plugs. I always like those. Uh, okay, question two. Cody, you are up first on this one. You only get a choice this time. Okay. Topic two, what's the Ooh. best movie gunfight of all time? Begin. Favorite. All time. Number one, I can think of about six different movie scenes that are all just amazing. Some of them are not really a gunfight. It's more like an obliteration of the enemy, like saving Private Ryan. Uh, Heat is another one, but most notably, I think is most prolific, is open range. Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. The opening, how Kevin Costner walks up to the antagonizer of... You know, his guy that shot got shot, or his kid got shot and shot the dog, he just walks up to him, starts a fight with a major blow. I think that is absolutely astounding. It knocked me off my seat. And then it proceeds for another, like, 15 minutes of just complete mayhem out in the middle of the streets in old Western times. That just really soothes my soul. Mm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, a, a movie not a lot of people have seen, but I think has done such an amazing job of portraying the use of firearms, the effectiveness of firearms, and like what I'll consider realistic reactions to um, firearms being used on uh, another person. It's the movie Munich, which is really good. Eric Bana, okay? That guy, pretty stellar actor. Um, there's a couple scenes in there I think in particular are 
quite exceptional. And the one is the bicycle pump scene. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Three points for creativity. There. It's pretty wild. Um, the second is the shootout um, where everybody's just going gonzo on each other. Bullets through walls, people being hit through walls. Incredible violence, incredible gore, uh, but nonetheless extremely realistic. Everything in that movie with respect to the firearms, I just think they absolutely nailed it. They were kind of neophytes in the beginning. They weren't super good at handling them. And then as the movie progressed and they become more proficient with the means, they it shows. Like you see that in there big time. <sighs> Ryan, sometimes I like to malign you for your big words, but I did give you a point for using the word neophyte. Thank you. I don't even know what that means. It's uh, new. Yeah. Mm. Noob. That's, that's yeah, the that would common be the, vernacular. Like me. Yeah. yeah. Noob. Okay. Topic number three, gentlemen. Moving along, along, Ryan, you will be up first. Topic number three. Would you rather time travel 100, 100 years forward or 100 years backwards, back in time? Now, we should note something special about this question, Mark. Okay. It is the meatball. Yo, you're right. This is this is the meatball of the month from Kelly C. Kelly C. Thank you for submitting your meatball, and you're gonna win a few things here. Uh, you're gonna win a Crossfire HD 10 by 42 binocular, a 100 yard, uh, 100 yard. We got a 100 yard range, a 100 dollar gift card for Vortex Apparel, and a cameo from me, possibly in Cody's Challenger. It's going to have to wait a couple months, though. I'm sorry. Maybe so, I could invite myself to your house and we well, can do it there. that works, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's a meatball. And just a reminder you folks out there, if you would like to be eligible to be the meatball of the month, you got to submit your comment. So, Ryan, mm -hmm. once again, mm -hmm. are you going 100 years forward in time? Mm -hmm. Are you going back to the future? Yep. I like how you said that, Mark. Back to the future. That was pretty good. You just Stuck. slipped that right in there. Um, definitely for me, 100 years back in time. Couple of, another, uh, of, of very uh, important reasons why. Um, one, simpler times, right? The year would have been 1924, 23, 1923, excuse me, math is hard. Point for exactness. Thank you. A couple of amazing firearms available and on scene, okay? I'm going to the Steyr Mannlicher factory and I'm gonna go pick me up a 1903 Mannlicher Schonar carbine um, because I've been looking for one. It would have uh, been fairly newly minted at that time. That would have been great. Also gonna pick up uh, an M1A1 Thompson, a 27A, well, no, 27 would have come out yet. Oh, none of them would have. Oh my gosh, backing up. Uh, Browning M2 machine gun. Um, I'm gonna pick up a couple nice side-by-sides from England. Um, and I'm going to hunt game that may or may not exist anymore. That's an added bonus. A lot of points for guns and bringing it back to hunting there. Yeah. Ryan, I really like that. I got screwed up when I was started thinking about Tommy guns, and I'm oh. like, wait a minute, it's not the right time. Did I not start the clock? I did start oh, Cody. You got to go, Cody. I know, dude, time. running on time. You so, your time. Once again, Ryan's looking at my sheet. I went back 100 years, but fantastically enough, I didn't want to go back then because of prohibition. Like, who wants to outlaw alcohol? Come on. How do we start our fires back then? You need alcohol, right? So I'm going to go, I'm going to go a hundred years forward. Yes, we're going down this rabbit hole of how bad things can get in America, but we're, we persevere. We're Americans. We know what we're doing. We're going to wrangle this up and we're going to go back to the path of success. And like Ryan mentioned, I can't wait to see what guns I can own a hundred years from now. A star blaster. Can you hunt stars in 1923, Ryan? No, I can in whatever a hundred years is from now. 2,123. That's it. That's all I got. That's some good points, man. 
Star Blaster? Star Blaster. I think I hopefully I gave you a point for Star Blaster. Oh, yeah, I know I was giving you some points for creativity there. It's just everything was happening so fast I, in the future. I'm just having know? to pull it out, you know. It's just the tongue, man. That's, yeah, that's that was crazy. I was thinking about this was a tough one, man. Yeah. I would probably go back in time because I would go like, back to I love open technology. range. Time. I benefit from technology, but like and generally hey, don't care for it. You know, but then like you also it's like you know, you go back a hundred years. And you're like, oh, I cut my finger. Ugh, I'm dead. You know what I mean? <sighs> like, dysentery on the Oregon Trail. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's, uh, you know, there's a yin and yang to it. You got pros and cons there. I don't know. I'm, I guess I still toil with it. Depends if you have to stay. I don't know. I'm gonna have to. You yeah, know just what I mean? a quick visit. Like if you're visiting, yeah. like if, yeah, but if you go get back the lottery time, numbers. If you've seen Back to the Future in the one, like he goes and he has like that sports betting book, and I'm not That's saying, what I'm saying I probably, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't have used it for evil. Just you know. Well, a little bit of personal gain. Yeah, I've been hey. myself a little, you know what I mean? Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> okay, question number four. Cody, you're going to be up on this one. What is the question? Ooh, what is the best state in the union Ooh. and why? Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. Cody, are you ready? doesn't matter. You're going. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm going. Best state in the union. Man, I want to think about this for a little bit. No, I'm not. It's Wisconsin. Hands down, that's where we're at. That's born and raised. Been to about every other state in the mainland here in the United States, um, all of which do not add up to Wisconsin. I mean, we have beer, we have brats, we have cheese, more beer, more brats, and more cheese. And Vortex, and Vortex Edge. I mean, where else do you get that? You don't get that anywhere else. That's true. Think about all the barrel manufacturers as well for related to hunting and precision shooting. Bart line. Any others? There are a lot. There are a lot. I'm just drawing a blank right now. Uh, let's go BCM and oh. American Defense Manufacturing, also in Wisconsin. My stars. Bring it back. Mr. Ryan. Is it my turn? Yeah, you're okay. going to say Minnesota. Not to guess. play the contrarian here, but I am going to pick the great state of Minnesota. My friend Cody, his merits were cheese and alcohol and sausage. Um, long pause later, he lands on Vortexes here, and that is a significant bonus. I had never told myself I was going to move east. It was not in the cards. Um, when the opportunity for me came to come to Vortex here, I, I, I would never go back on that, right? It was the greatest decision of my life. If I could have it, the best of both worlds we would also be in Minnesota because it is such a marvelous state. We have some phenomenally varied terrain. We have beautiful, beautiful, the North Shore, what hello. About, what about everything that's west, flat as Well, sure, and he's not wrong. Minnesota, for a large part of it, is mostly northern Iowa, which is pretty <sighs> abysmal. But when you get into the North Shore country and when you get into um, places like the, the coniferous forests and the bog regions of the state, absolutely stellar landscape. And you can hunt spruce grouse. Mm. Ooh. Got one for spruce grouse yeah. at the end. That's cool. I will say Bemidji is rather It's lovely. Yes. It's lovely. Yes. Been to Bemidji? Yeah, I have. Played there. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. There's moose up there. Yeah. Oh, you used to play a little ball? Mm-hmm. Little Look at foot, him. A little football. Yeah, Cody me reminds me of the guy when you're in uh, some like heroic movie, the final boss that you have to fight because he's just a juggernaut of a human being. But I'm a good boss, though. Like, I'm a good guy. I am a good guy. You're a big teddy bear. Yes, huge teddy bear. But don't make you angry. Well, I'll just walk away. Well, I'm just going to yeah. not. I just, it just seems like a good idea, idea not to do that. Boy, this is it. Are we at topic number five? What is it? <sighs> Chugging along. Buh. Where's your big water jug, by the way? 
I regrettably lost it. What? It's on my desk. It's I a 55-gallon drum. <laughs> How do you lose it? You got a backpack. <laughs> you need a forklift to carry it. Uh, all right, topic number five, Ryan. Are yeah, you ready to ready. see the topic? Roll it. I already know what it is. The best cartridge I'm just here for the took fun. off. My man. Right on. Let's play the game. You're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, you've got some thoughts on this? I do. Oh, interesting. I do. Best cartridge that never took off. Something I'd call a lead balloon of sorts. I would have to say that uh, the 350 Remington Magnum uh, would have been an incredible cartridge to see come to full fruition and popularity. Um, not because it's a 35 caliber and I have any enamorment with 35 calibers, but because what the cartridge represented at the time of its inception, it was a true short magnum. It was developed for a, a remarkably bizarre format of rifle, this tiny little compact bolt gun. What's all the rage these days? Heck, I was just going through the SHOT Show releases for 2023 and I see that Browning released a 20-inch X-Bolt chambered in 7PRC. Now that is a little different, but following that form factor, the short, light, handy, efficient package, I think the 350 Remington Magnum, and we'll throw in the 6.5 Remington Magnum as well because it's kind of its little spawn, a great pairing, concept never made it. Cody, what do you got? Well, I had to harvest my information from one of my colleagues down there. He's kind of a balletician. He's a former Marine Corps sniper. Uh, Corey down at Vortex Edge, he went with the 260 Remington. It is in production today, yes, um, but there is some kind of controversy with it. It actually started out its name with the 65-8 A-square, made by the company called A-square. Um, but Remington had submitted the paperwork about a month after A-square did, and they ended up with the name. But cartridge-wise, it uses a 308 that you can neck down to a 6.5, which essentially is it's a 260, so it uses a 264 bullet. So it is essentially a 6.5 caliber. Um, but it never really got any legs and made it out into like the hunting realm as much as 6.5 Creedmoor has. It still lives in the F-class field, uh, which is beautiful. Um, I think guys do pretty well with it, but I think it could have definitely got some more legs in the hunting realm. Gentlemen. What'd you think of that? It was good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, um, it's it is a thing, but it's I just not as popular. I own four 260s. I tried so hard to love the cartridge. The first two, absolutely doomed for failure, because they were twisted wrong from the factory. And so there's a nail in the coffin for Cody's choice. It's a brilliant cartridge, ballistically it speaking. It's so funny that some of the new hotness that we have today no, mimics new. it. Nothing's new. Mimics um, it so. Closely Correct. now, Ryan, I fell I fell victim to your selection. You were talking original short mag. You were talking in lightweight, short, handy hunting rifles. I feel like you did that intentionally, and it worked. Hmm. Cody, 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 I appreciate I appreciate the research and uh, a lot of facts there yeah. with the old 260. And I mean, you're not wrong. That's one that you don't see just, very often. You go into an ammo store or any kind of hardware Hank store, you're not going to find 260 that often. Throwback for hardware Hank. The classic logo, friendly face, the red cap. Real nice guy. All right, guys, here's the deal. That was question five. We've got Ryan at 83. We've got Cody at 80. But guess what? There's more. we got another spicy meatball coming up Ooh. right now from the same person who submitted our original meatball. Are you guys ready? Just when you think it's over, it's not. Cody, you're up first. Question number... Ryan, we only... Oh, bonus question. Bonus. This there's, is bonus. So there's a word that says bonus right there, and this is it. Cody, 
If a dog wore pants, would he wear them like this in figure A or this, figure B? Figure B. Uh, if we look at how humans wear it, I think <laughs> that it's, we're covering our privates. And with that photo there, that, that's covering ample amount of privates. We're on figure A, there's something that's not covered. Granted, it, dogs don't have opposable thumbs, so they probably can't get their pants down. I understand that, but I'm still gonna go with B. I mean, there's so many good boys out there, like so many good boys. Like, they got two good girls over there. They'll figure it out. We, we have can two train dogs them. in the show. Yeah, there's two dogs. In the podcast room. I think they would prefer comfortability wise because figure A, they'd also fall down and it would just, they'd trip and fall. And we'd, I don't like to see dogs in pain. I'm just a big dog lover. There comes a teddy bear out of me. Nobody figure wants B. to see a dog get hurt. Never. This is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Um, I'm going to agree with Cody, figure B. And, and for mostly, I'm just looking at like the economy of motion here. If we can think about how dogs run, as a dog is motivating forward and its hinds are coming forward, its fronts are coming backward, the, the belt line and presumably the zipper and the button would be up front. I see this as being a challenge that would not be easily overcome. And I think that it, in general would just be an issue. When we're looking at convention too, a dog wearing pants the lengthwise way just doesn't look like it's a dog wearing pants. It looks like you stuffed it in some sort of thing. I think that figure B illustrates the best chance of a dog wearing pants being socially acceptable. To Cody's point, they don't have opposable thumbs. Number one and number two could be a problem, but I believe that we could make uh, some sort of accommodation with the design of the pants to allow number one and number two to occur as natural. We can see the tail protruding out of uh, figure B there. It seems as if they have made that possible. Well, if we just make them like Mark's pants, the zipper's always down and then you don't have anything to worry about with A. Hmm. You know what? I can't. I'm going to give you that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Also, I wanted to, th I was thinking about this deeply as you were going yeah. on. Suspenders on figure A, that solves all of our problems. The pants don't fall down anymore. And think about how cute those would look. But the figure dog, A just looks so restricted. It looks like the dog is sideways. This is true. You and does the zipper run from, from like the front all the way to the back? I think it's just like those technical pants that you were citing earlier. Yes. That would be a good addition actually yeah. for, these, for these dog pants. Yeah. I think Vortex Wear needs to make dog pants. He's known for his ideas. <laughs> It's radical, but <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, the final tally, Ryan, 92, <sighs> Cody, 90. It was a close match. You both did very well. And uh, I, com I, com I commend the both of you. Uh, very uh, convincing arguments. Was this a high scoring game? That yeah, was a was high scoring high game. Score. Mark is very gratuitous with his points. Some of it I don't necessarily understand, but he ain't afraid to hit it. <laughs> Okay. Jimmy kind of looks, he just kind of like stares for a long time. He contemplates. You really oh, yeah. got to fight. He's calculating. You yeah. really got to fight to get the tally up a little keep bit. Keep it loose, you know? Yeah. That's, that's it. That's, that's the close. And actually, because we are closing, Ryan, mm. you, uh, you get to close it out. Okay, uh, my last crack. Hunting season is not quite over. As we are rolling into February here shortly, I want to remind folks that up here in the Midwest anyways, we still have rabbit season. 
Okay, and this is something that we do a lot here at Vortex. Small little groups of us will get out and start pounding brush piles in pursuit of bunnies. A lot of good fun, um, camaraderie, and of course, some live action when you're out there. You stomp on the right uh, raspberry bush and you get two, three rabbits squirting out of it. It's a hoot. Um, so I encourage you, as you're entering the doldrums of winter, abandon your ice fishing equipment and in fact, find your scatter gun or your 22 long rifle and hit the fields and the fence rows for rabbits. Bring it back, bring it back home, mm. you know? Yeah, I love rabbit hunting. That's where a lot of people started. I think that's where yeah. a lot of people should start hunting. Mm, yeah. We keep starting with deer and big stuff. And Oose. You know what? A man ought to be as proud, or a woman, to hoist a handful of rabbit as they would a big rack. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Very compelling. I'm inspired. And hopefully, I'm you out there are inspired and enjoyed this episode of Spaghetti Shootout with me on this side of the table, Ryan on that side of the table, and our new guest, Mr. Cody. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one.